0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, April 28th. S&P futures are trading up about 10 points. That is about 37 basis points. Europe is higher by about 60 to 70 basis points. And Asia was a little bit more mixed, um, but nothing too exciting in Asia overnight. Um, So, you know, running running through the news quickly, as far as Microsoft's concerned, um, there was not a lot of incremental news out since the U.S. closed yesterday um, I think reopening is is the main macro theme at the moment. The headlines are dominated by various different reopening headlines about individual states, individual companies, all pursuing reopening either right now or or outlining plans to do so beginning in May. Um, and that's occurring, again, at a state level, at a country level, and then at an individual company level as well. Um, so, you know, my thoughts on this reopening, you know, are, are, I think, twofold in my view. So it certainly is positive and encouraging, but I think we are recycling a lot of the same news. So if you see Ohio announce a reopening plan and then Michigan announce it, then Texas announced it, New Jersey, New York, etc., cetera, a lot of that's just recycling the same theme and trend. So all the states are now either in the process of reopening in a very gradual and phased uh, process, or they're going to start doing so in May. And so we're now seeing individual companies and now kind of unveil their plans as well. so the automakers apparently are going to begin resuming production on May 18th. Apple was out overnight talking about how it plans to reopen a lot of its stores in May, et cetera. So you know I think'm pu- my pushback on reopening is that we know reopenings happening it's occurring um, it's either occurring right now or it's going to be occurring in you know starting in a couple of days, so investors shouldn't necessarily bid up stocks every time they see the same trend get announced by either a new company or a new state. They just assume everyone is doing it and planning it. Um, and there's a question of, again, how quickly is this going to happen? Um, and keep in mind that a lot of these reopening processes are, are, it's very, very gradual. So a restaurant's reopening. Um, you know, I think in Texas, the restaurants can reopen without, but only with 25% capacity versus pre-crisis levels. So, um, you know, there's still severe restrictions in place. Um, and again, so my 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 main complaint is that it's recycling old news. And then also I think the market is conflating reopening with a normalization of economic activity. Um, you know, the fact that the governments are lifting their restrictions is is the easy part. The hard part is going to be having economic behavior return to pre-crisis level. And I think that is going to be a very drawn-out, delayed process, and that will determine the impact on growth and earnings, et cetera. So that's my thought on reopening. You know, I, I think that at this point in time, it's not even worth kind of chronicling all the different announcements. Um, everyone's doing it. But again, that's not the same as normalizing economic behavior. So, you know, reopening is, is by far the big theme on the tape today. I think it's certainly helping sentiment, but those are my views on it. Um, you know, I just quickly on, on drug and vaccine optimism, Again, this is a big theme as well. It's it's, it's certainly contributing to the rally that we're that we're witnessing. This remdesivir. Again, there are two big remdesivir studies in severe patients that's supposed to be out any day right now, and then a larger, broader trial. Um, the results of which could hit any you know not not that uh, far in the future, sometime in May. So the remdesivir severe trial results again are out any day now, and markets assume you're going to have some type of. Uh, you know, that this study will demonstrate efficacy to some degree and that this drug will head towards FDA approval. Again, I think that's largely assumed in the market right now. Again, the question is how effective is it? Is it is it only effective in certain patients to and is it only slightly effective, etc.? Um, I I continue to think you're not going to see a silver bullet medical solution anytime soon. Um, and just keep in mind that a lot of the drug news lately has been, you know, somewhat negative. So there's been a lot of negative hydroxychloroquine news out in the last several days. Um, you know, you had the, that FT article about the remdesivir trial in China. Um, and then just yesterday morning, right, uh, uh, Regeneron, which had a Corona candidate, um, had negative news out on one of its trials. So you haven't necessarily seen a lot of, um, you know, positive news on the drug front. There was a positive vaccine article in the New York times yesterday. Talking about how this um, Oxford University vaccine candidate is accelerating moving forward very aggressively, you could um, it could have its initial dosages out on the market, um, you know, as soon as uh, this fall, so that you know that certainly would be positive. But again, I think there's a lot to be uh, there's still a lot of work to be done on the vaccine front. All of these drugs that are in trial right now, these are all repurposed drugs that have been. Um produced in the past for prior indications that companies are now uh, you know attempting to see if they are effective against coronavirus. but i you know, I think the market should temper its enthusiasm um, with regards to some of the medical solutions. Um, so in terms of news, again, that's that's it. You had this uh, on the testing front, you had starting in the middle of trading yesterday, a lot of reports and articles hit about you know expanding testing availability. The White House came out after the close and formally announced it. Um, you know, this is a continuation of, of this kind of private public partnership that the White House um, has been working with various different pharmacies and retailers around the country to roll out testing. So this is a continuation of it. You had CVS, Walgreens, Walmart, Kroger, et cetera, all announced how they plan on expanding their availability of testing. Um, essentially it's going to be sample collection sites. So you can walk into a CVS and they can collect a sample um, and then they can send it off to a lab. So it certainly is positive and encouraging. Um, I, you know, you continue to hear reports that it certainly is not enough that testing is not ubiquitous enough, and that the process is still not fast enough. Um, although progress is certainly occurring, um, so those are really kind of the big macro trends. I would say there was no major eco data, no major central bank uh, news out overnight. Um, you are coming up on two central bank meetings with the Fed tomorrow, which should be a relative non-event. The ECB on Thursday. Um, it's probably going to be a little bit more important. They're likely to expand their quantitative easing um, uh, quotas, just given that you know they're buying assets aggressively, and so they're you know they're due to run out over the coming months. Um, you know, again, I, I as far as stimulus is concerned, it's it's similar to kind of all the reopening where um, you know we know fiscal monetary stimulus, the fiscal monetary response has been overwhelming to this crisis, far and away beyond anything that's ever happened in the last several decades. Um, you know i think kind of the big bang on the stimulus front especially in the us came out in march so the announcements at this point in time are are largely incremental including last night the fed came out and expanded um its municipal liquidity facility again these are kind of incremental actions in my view the big the big steps were taken back in march specifically you know the fed's commitment to unlimited qe and then the fed treasury partnership that that gave birth to all these various little uh, liquidity facilities that we're seeing right now um, you know, so again, stimulus is certainly helpful, but we're kind of again recycling a lot of these same themes at this point in time the the you know the time to get excited about about reopening and and stimulus was back in March when you saw the first inklings of it. Now we're kind of at the at the end stage of I think a lot of these announcements um and that's really my view on on the tape, and that's really why again, I continue to to caution against chasing stocks up here um and it's not because I'm necessarily pushing back on a lot of the the positive developments. Um, it's just a point of I think a lot of them are already baked into the to the tape at this point. Um, you know the uh, just quickly uh, you know when you talk to people who are bullish and then you talk to people who are bearish, um, they're not even usually talking about the same subject. Bulls are completely writing off 2020. They're not looking at earnings right now. They're not looking at economic data right now. They're fully looking towards next year, where they assume that you'll be in a relatively normal environment. Um, you know the EPS number for 2021 on the S and P. The range is about 160 to 170, um, and bulls will say even if you look at the low end of that range and you put 20 times on it, you get to tape above 3,000. That that's kind of the very simple bull thesis. Um, you know, bears will will um, you know bears will push back on the 20 times again. So we're in this kind of multiple debate that occurred back in January, February, um, and they also you know bears also think that you cannot just completely disregard what's about to unfold over the coming months and quarters, especially since we're not even halfway through this year. Um, in terms of micro news, there were a lot of earnings out of the U S last night. None of them were very important. I would say no kind of quote unquote, acro reports. Um, there were a lot of earnings out of Europe today, a lot of bigger companies. So BP, HSBC, Novartis, Santander, UBS, um, none of them were terribly controversial. Um, the, you know, in Europe you're, and you saw this in the U S yesterday, there's a big kind of pro cyclical pro value bias at the moment. You had a huge, Value cyclical outperformance versus growth momentum. Yesterday, we've kind of had these occur periodically. They last; they tend to last for you know brief periods of time. It will be it'll you know it'll be interesting to see if this one can can have legs. You're coming up on some big growth momentum earnings reports in the U.S. Um, starting tonight with Google, so and then you have uh, Microsoft on Wednesday, and you have Amazon and Apple on Thursday night. So. If those growth, quote unquote, growth reports were to underwhelm expectations, that could certainly fuel this um, cyclical value rally that we've been seeing. That you saw dramatically yesterday, and you're seeing it again in Europe this morning um, You know, with banks you know, leading the market. Uh, so that is everything for today. Uh, just quickly on today's calendar, the focus will be earnings. So you have a lot out this morning. You have a lot out after the close. I've been sending around previews for the big earnings reports. Um, that's all up on the website. Uh, The big ones this morning are Cat, Triple M, Merck, Pepsi, Pfizer, UPS. And then after the close, Akamai, Google, and Starbucks are going to be the big highlights. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.